This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 70 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Back on Track, with the generous support of Equestrian Collections and Kentucky Performance Products. This is Chris Stafford with the Dressage Radio Show from the Altec Pavilion at the Altec FEI World Equestrian Games. Day one of competition from the Grand Prix Dressage and I have a very special co-host with me today on our first day of coverage here on the Dressage Radio Show, Carl Hester from Great Britain. Carl, you've been on the show before. Great to have you here. Are you going to be my co-host today? Yeah, I am going to be your co-host. I'm looking forward to this because um, we also have my friend Catherine from the American team here. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got to say about her tests. I've been watching the tests all day, and um, it's been an interesting day here. Different conditions, different types of tests, and different types of judging as well all been uh, going on here today. Well, welcome, of course, as you said, to your friend and our friend of the Dressage Radio Show, America's own Catherine Bates and Chandler, second time on the show, Catherine. Welcome back. Yes, thank you very much. It's great to be here again. It's great to have you, especially today. You have just been the last horse uh, and rider to compete in the first day of the Team Grand Prix, of course. Uh, it looked like it was going really well for you out there. You finished on a great score, 69 points something. something right? <laughs> Good enough? I'm thrilled. Um, it was a little bit the unknown. I don't know my horse uh, as well in this kind of big arena. I know he's been in this kind of big arena before, but I haven't. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect, but he's been training really, really well, and I'm thrilled. Well, it really was a great start. But didn't they look good to you, Carl? I know you were watching eagerly, being close friends with Catherine. Yeah, I mean, you, you can imagine. I mean, I've obviously travelled halfway around the world to try and win a medal for the great Brit Britain tri team, but um, obviously it's great to see Catherine out here because I know she's worked so many years to be in this situation i thought the horse looked great i mean he's an enormous horse i don't think anybody you know standing and sitting in the stands or watching realizes what a huge horse this one is he's massive and um you know catherine needs to eat a little bit more to get uh, get a bit of bulk behind her so she can drive him along um but it's such i said to her afterwards is what was so lovely about it is the fact that it's easy to watch and i think that's really important in dressage you know, ease and how the lightness really came through. And, okay, she had some mistakes. She, I'm sure she'll tell you about that. But, I mean, actually, it's quite interesting because some horses that make mistakes seem to make a huge mistake because it can be a little bit of a mess, perhaps, or the horse is very strong or, right. um, you, you know, and then the mistakes tend to look like a four, yeah. whereas, okay, she, Catherine made a mistake. But if you still have a nice balance and you still have liners, there are other marks to take into consideration. So, right. you know, her mistakes end up more on a six, let's say. Uh, and that's, I think, an important factor when you're watching dressage. It's, it, the good ones are so easy to watch. And the, even the ones that make a mistake, they're easy mistakes to watch. Not that they feel like that for a rider, of course. But um, I think for her ride, um, and as we know, I mean, you know, first championship for any rider. Interestingly enough, um, I think that, you know, Catherine says she's not nervous at her first major championship. Well, I rode my first world championship 20 years ago, and I wasn't nervous either because I just thought it was a big party and it was a dream. And everyone was waving, and I'd never been, you know, cheered and clapped before. And it was like, oh, wave back, have a nice time. I know I'm doing a test as well. 
I mean, for me, 20 years later, I feel wretched about the fact that I've got a ride tomorrow. And um, hopefully Catherine will go through those feelings in later years as well. <laughs> well, there must be nervous moments, you know, preparing, you know, to go into a competition like this, your own home turf on a world stage. Well, we should point out, you're, the, you're an expat, um, yes. ex, you know, made in England. Yeah. But That's now why she's invited on the show. <laughs> <laughs> She's really British. She just got the wrong passport. Yeah, I've switched. I've switched sides. <laughs> but you've done it very gracefully, I must say. Now, you talked, told us when you were on the show before how you got your start here with Robert Dover, of course, who's a great friend of the Dressage yes. Radio Show. Uh, but coming into this as the rookie on the team, Catherine, yeah. you must have felt something, didn't you? In um, I think the trials for me were very nerve-wracking because I wanted to be on the team so badly, and that was sort of the whole setup of... of purchasing this horse so that was a bit nerve-wracking um but honestly from the beginning with this horse I've sort of been thrown in the deep end I didn't have any breaks there was no test that I couldn't that I could throw away so I've had to do well um each and every test so actually to be here was a bit of a relief and all day and yesterday I felt very nervous for some reason um but all day I was relaxed and it actually made me more nervous that I wasn't nervous. I thought, well, maybe I need to be more nervous. <laughs> um, but I'm really, I, my horses felt better and better every single day I've been riding him. So that gives you confidence. You know, if you can go out every day, he's been so consistent. He comes out every day with a smile on his face. He's thrilled to, to be a working animal. And um, he's very special that way, and I'm I'm a very lucky person to have him. That must make an enormous difference that the horse has the work ethic that you need, so you can just get on with the job with him when you get here. We should remind our listeners, Carl Hester, of course, riding for the British team. Tomorrow you go uh, with Liebling, a uh, horse that you, you rode and you, then you didn't ride, and now he's back in the tack with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, people laugh at me at home and say only Carl could have sold it, now get the ride back. <laughs> Um, and I'm very lucky to have the ride back. I mean, it just didn't quite work out time-wise, really, for Cheryl, who who, who is going to ride him, hopefully still. Um, she took him on a very short time space for her qualifications. And, you know, even when you take on a made horse um, that someone else has ridden, it, it really you are looking at a good year to really get your fine-tuning sorted out. And, you know, Catherine's done it in a very short time. So that's another important factor in this, um, that they gel very quickly. But I, I find that, that even horses I've taken on with the experience I, I've had, that it does take me a year to find the buttons and the way of going. And, you know, the horse adjusting yeah. to me, me adjusting to the horse. Yeah. And Cheryl just ran out of time for her qualification. So she said to me, you know, would you like to have it? It'd be a waste for him not to go to the World Games, which was very generous of her and John. Um, and I took the opportunity and took him to Hickstead and he was third or fourth in the Grand Prix and got my 70%, which I needed to be part of the team again. Of course, I know him very well. I have actually written him two years previously to that. So, and he was part of our silver medal winning team last year at the European Championships. So it was just like, you know, getting back onto uh, an old mate. And um, yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow and I've been drawn third, obviously, for tomorrow. Very... More pressure for me really now, I think, because Laura is obviously our Laura Bechtelsheimer yep. is obviously yep. our great hope for a big yep. score. Uh, our two girls today were fantastic: Maria, sixty-eight, and uh, Fiona, seventy. I mean, both girls full stretch to get those scores in because we've lost Emma Hindle, who was a very high scorer for us last year. And um, 
I think now they've done as well as they can go. You know, it makes me feel like, holy hell, if I don't come up with my score that I'm supposed to get tomorrow, you know, each and every one of us will feel like that. I mean, you know, yeah. let's face it, there's all the teams, you know, we're all here to win and we've all traveled yeah. halfway around the world to do the job. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, today what brought it home here was seeing Patrick Kittle, actually. You know, I think he's a linchpin for the Swedish team, let's say. And um, to see his score at 66, when, you know, I think you would expect perhaps 73, 74, um, just made me realize, look, it can go wrong for anybody. Yeah. You know, well, we I should mean, point out that Boss has been up all summer. So. It has. Um, but, you know, he's an experienced horse. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, he's coped in these situations before. Um, but that arena, I think, to go in with it, if you have a hot horse, if you have a young horse, I mean, it's just not what, what you think. It's not riding at home. I mean, no. you know, this added atmosphere when they go in um, creates problems that perhaps, you know, we're not used to handling. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I'm pretty confident that Liebling will go round the edge. That would be a good start. And um, I will make the first centre line. And then, uh, like I said, I have to go mistake free. That's my job. And um, see what sort of score well, I Well, if you in. follow uh, Catherine's uh, pattern of being nervous the day before, you should get it all over with today and just yeah. sail in there. A night's sleep would be nice. <laughs> I mean, that's really what I'm looking forward to, if I could get one a night's sleep. I, I mean, you know, I think most competitors will probably tell you when you're on a horse, it's, you're fine. You get yeah. on, you know you're doing a job, you're concentrating, yeah. your nerves go, and that's a good competitor. Um, it would be weird still not to feel any sort of butterflies or nerves. I think, you know, if you didn't feel that, something must be really wrong. Either you need a pacemaker or, I don't know, you need to speed your heart up. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And it's it's a big pressure. And, you know, I mean, Catherine and I, as you know, have been friends a long time, and we talk about, you know, the team. I mean, you know, the American team and the British team are both in a running for a medal, and yep. the Germans and the Dutch, I mean, they're four very strong teams. Yep. I mean, the Dutch obviously look like a runaway victory, right. but who knows? Um, and the, those other three teams coming along behind, are, it's just going to be neck and neck all the way. Yes, it's going to be very Whoever's nice. going to be fourth. Very tight to get on that night. podium, you know, <laughs> between you guys. I think we should have you on later on, uh, or at least after WEG, you two. And and see. Maybe a couple of weeks after WEG. <laughs> <laughs> then we've all joined hands again. <laughs> well, Carl, you will watch your teammates go to two teammates. Uh, did you get a chance to watch uh, Todd and... I came up and watched Todd, of course, yeah. and supported him. He, him and uh, Pierre, who did the test ride, that's those are the only two rides that I actually saw, because unfortunately they don't have a closed-circuit television that's close enough in the stable, which was a bit of a shame, because we didn't get to watch much, um, and it is a bit of a drive to get up there. Um, and Todd did a great job. He had a couple of really expensive mistakes. His horse has a fantastic cat massage. This for, is Todd Fletcher we're talking about yeah, with Otto, of with course. Otto. Um, and he's he's a really great guy. He rode really well. So we're we're proud of him. Absolutely. Now, being first time on the team, and we know we've got the old Ham here sitting beside you, who's <laughs> done it all before. What's it like to actually suddenly be part of a team and have that support crew and everything that, you know, it's a new environment for you to be part of, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. I mean, I, I groomed for many years uh, for Robert Dover, so I was part of a team in that respect, so I got to see how teams work. But as a rider now. And how they don't work. See, yeah, we have had... Having people wait on you for a change, that's right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, we actually have a really special team this time. I mean, I've, as I said, I've, I've been involved with teams for many yeah. years, and I've seen the ups and downs and people getting along and not. And we have four people 
that get along incredibly well. We have very similar senses of humor, which uh, gets us in trouble sometimes. That's dangerous. Um, but we have had, I have to say, we've had more fun um, in the last month than I can ever remember having in my life, which, you know, you a little bit sometimes dread being on the team because the pressure sometimes tears people apart, you know, and it goes the other way. I've seen many people never ride again after stuff like this because it yeah. just you know, makes them so miserable. Um, but we've had the opposite effect. We just have a really, we've all been friends for years before this. Right. So it's been, it's been great. And Stefan's our team captain. And of course he's been there, done that. And he's a very calm individual and, um, and is a great support to all of us. He's helped us all from a trainer standpoint on the ground. Um, and he's just a really great guy. Let's just talk a little bit, um, Carl, um, you can tell me what you think. This is your first time here, right? I mean, into the Kentucky Horse Park for dressage competition. We're used to hosting jumpers and eventing here, but for you guys to come in from overseas and see this facility that we have here at the Kentucky Horse Park, what are your impressions of the footing and the facilities for the horses? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. This is just one of the best places I've ever been to in, the, in my 20 years of competing. Um, the footing is exceptional. feels brilliant. Um, I, I mean, it's quite funny, obviously, having a ride from a stable up through a gallop track <laughs> to get down to the arena. We're all supposed to be on relaxed dressage horses, and they hit that gallop track on the way to the arenas. And we're very often, well, we have been in the last few days, of course, being passed by hundreds of endurance riders right, and yeah. uh, eventers training on the track. And there's been a few uh, white-faced dressage riders. But um, <laughs> I come from an eventing background, Louis, so I was quite happy to amble up and down the track with my horse and pull it up if he thought he was going to run away. But it's a really great place, this. Um, I just love the space. I, I, I think it's great for um, s certain riders who like to hack their horses as well. Right. I mean, it's not all about, you know, some of these horses are old. Some of them are well-schooled that they don't need to be doing dressage every day. And here you have the facilities to actually take them for a hack, give them a little bit of air, yeah. let them see the sights. It's all part, and for the young horses, this is very important yeah. as well because it's all part of growing up. And if they come to a show like this where they see so many sights, you know, then when they get to Europe, for instance, to the Arkans and these big shows, they're going to be educated. Yeah. So it's an education all round for the horses. And of course, it's great for the riders to be here. And um, I love the Yanks. They're, they're great. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're very hospitable. They look after us beautifully. Well, you had to and, say that um, with Catherine sitting beside No, you, but they do. <laughs> we've had some, you know, we've done some nice things since we've been here. We've been here two weeks. Yeah. And oh, we will be two weeks. And, you know, last week we went, I'm never at Keeneland. I mean, we had a keel, and I've never seen anything like that before in my life. I mean, it was like, and you know, like the sales, it was like bringing a horse into your living room to sell it. <laughs> Just fantastic. So, there's some dirty old field in England. You know, I'm sitting in someone's sitting room watching a horse come in and sell for 125,000. <laughs> it was unreal. Um, it's great, and I, I, I'm glad I've done it. You know, it's just yeah. something else for the um, yeah. for the book when I'm old. Really, yeah. I did that. Yes, yeah, something else for thing. the memoirs. Well, as you said, the, the footing is wonderful here. We have that Otto all-weather footing. I know um, over the uh, since it's been down here, the jumpers are loving it. The dress, you know, we don't have as much dressage as we do jumping in that arena. What is it? What did it feel like to ride off there today after the rain? Because we should point out we had a pretty wet day here in the horse park today. It was absolutely perfect. I mean, I always think if you don't think about the footing, then the footing's good. If right. you start to think about the footing, then it's not good. And I didn't even think twice about it. You know, you don't think about doing extended trot to worry about doing extended canters. Um, the footing is fantastic. I mean, there's nothing you'd want to change about this. It obviously takes the weather really well. Um, but when it was dry and hot and hadn't had rain in forever, it was also good. So 
Yeah, really superb. And, and the facilities for the horses, as you say, especially after they've come a long way, you know, they've been flying halfway around yeah. the world, some of them, to have this kind of environment to just relax and go on a long yeah. rain around the park. A long range, she says, if you're not, you know, if they behave. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, also, what's important from the stabling point of view is they're so yeah. airy here. Yeah. So, you know, that's really important now. I mean, you know, we all are on to welfare and management. You know, we have support teams, but all these things, you know, you can't do anything about the fact if you go to a show and you have a 10 by 12 stable, you know, which is still often the case um, in, in some European shows. But to come here and have these really open stables, good airflow, you know, it's great for the horses and it's uh, hopefully home from home. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short break and then when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the top of the leaderboard as it stands after the first day's dressage. Uh, Carl, you've been watching it all, so we'll get your thoughts. And Catherine's when we come back in just a second. Are you attending the World Equestrian Games right now? If so, stop by Back on Track's booth, number 418, to see why so many professional dressage riders, eventers, and show jumpers from around the world use Back on Track's therapeutic products for themselves and their horses. Top dressage rider Michelle Gibson says, Back on Track's new exercise boots are the best exercise boots ever. Back on Track is a therapeutic product line used on horses to help keep them sound. From blankets to knee boots to hock boots to leg wraps. Check out them at the World Equestrian Games booth number 418 or online at backontrackproducts.com. That's backontrackproducts.com. Well, I'm back here. It's Chris Stafford in the Old Tech Pavilion at the FEI World Equestrian Games. Day one of competition, the Grand Prix, and we've had some fantastic uh, sport, but we had some awful weather here today, guys. Carl Hester is with me, Ch uh, Beth, Catherine Bates of Chancellor, let's get it right. Um, also, just, just come out of the arena having finished her test, and we had wet conditions, um, but we saw some nice rides today early on. As you said earlier, Carl, of course, the Dutch Red Hot favorites for this, and they got... They got the start with Nadine, uh, Eskis Nadine, with Hans-Peter Minderhoen. Um, that was an unfortunate uh, situation for, for him. I heard that he that mare slipped over and fell a couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah, he had a very tricky preparation. So yeah. all credit to him for putting off what he did today. I mean, the horse slipped in the stable yard, actually walking around a corner with him on top, came down on the tarmac and had um, several cuts, let alone, I mean, you know, bruises, obviously, I would imagine. You know, I mean... You know, they can't speak, can they? But, I mean, right. you would just imagine, you know, coming down on the tarmac, it's going to be pretty sore. I believe she did split. Yeah, I mean, you know, she was very lucky not yeah. to, to get damaged and make the trot up yesterday. She, I Absolutely. saw her at the trot up. She trotted brilliantly. Did she? she flew yeah. up there. Yeah. So she obviously was very lucky in the way she fell. Um, and then today she did a great test for them to, to kick off. And, of course, it was very important him that, obviously, that A, the horse was okay, Sure. And B, he has to start, even though you know there are, he has three other members. But if he didn't start, he's not part of the medal. Right. So um, it was great that A, the horse was okay, number one, and B, he managed. He was going to just try and just give her an easy test anyway because of obviously right. the preparation. And she was just flying today. So she was, except you know you could see it in her rain back. She clearly felt it, and she must have been so uncomfortable. You know that rain back. You could tell something was wrong when she did back up. Yeah, I mean, a rain bag obviously is using a different um, yeah, part of the horse's back. body, you know, and having to, like, you know, round her back and push her hind legs more under. I mean, you know, the free forward stuff you could see was very right. comfortable again for her and easy. Um, and, you know, she, I mean, she had two scores of 75%. I mean, that's going yeah. some. 
she also had a 68, but, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, that's how it goes. You know, people see different things from different angles. Um, and then, of course, to have Sunrise come in, she made one major boo-boo in the middle of the test in a zigzag where she didn't make the flying change, so she actually, like, leg-yielded the other way. Right. Well, um, before you, we go into it, we should just point out the sc- Hans-Peter's score, of course, because, as you say, that's critical to the team. 72.255 he finished on today, Carl. And then, as you as you mentioned, the other really critical ride for the Dutch um, was Imke Schellekenbarthels with with her mare Sunrise, and she's gone right into the lead with that. Did you watch that test? I did watch that test. I mean, I love watching that horse. It's again, it it really reminds me of what I was saying earlier of like watching something that's easy. I mean, you know, she's so elegant and light. She's not a horse with like a massive amount of power, but she just flies across the floor. And, you know, you would certainly, if you were down on ground level next to that arena, you would not hear that horse doing her test. She is that light. I mean, it's such a lovely, um, um, just a beautiful thing to watch. Does and she remind you a little bit of Rembrandt being She reminds me very much of that, yeah. very much. And her Piaf Passage is almost a little bit the same way. She's almost a little yeah. bit passage in her Piaf. It's all springing and in the same rhythm. And she just had this one major mistake, actually, in the zigzag, which, you know, has the coefficient of two. So to finish on her score of just over 73%, obviously with the big mistake in the middle, I think where she had fours for a zigzag, um, you know, she would have been a very high scorer. I mean, 73. I mean, most of us dream of 73. (laughs) You know, but she could have made 75 today. She was really on form. She was in a great shape in her frame. Um, Really in a nice, you know, just very balanced. And um, it's, again, so tidy and accurate. So I really enjoyed watching that test. Well, we've got a lot more to come, of course, tomorrow, you know, where the team medals are going to be decided. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short break when we come back in just a second. Equestrian Collections is your source for all of your dressage and tack equipment needs. From Anki, Kiefer, Veritas, Bates, Vespucci, Wintech, and more. Shop in comfort and equip your dressage horse and style at equestriancollections.com. And become a fan on Facebook and join in one of the most vibrant communities on Facebook with over 23,000 fans. And you can win cool stuff there, too. Remember, that's Equestrian collections.com for all of your dressage needs well i'm back here it's chris stafford in the old tech pavilion at the fei world equestrian games day one of competition the grand prix but um and annabelle Valkenhall. Uh, uh, that was a horse that we were looking forward to watching. Did you get to see her ride for the Germans? Yeah, I did, and, and she had a difficult ride, um, Annabelle. She had some problems. I mean, the horse is young. This is what we were this saying earlier. Yeah. And um, he's a young horse, and he's a hot horse, and he's a great horse. You can see the yeah. potential for his future is enormous. Um, but, you know, he he was one of the young horses that came in, and he was a little bit blown by the atmosphere. He was he spent most of his time looking. He wasn't really through enough in his neck, so he was just a little bit tense and tight. And, I mean, he did some great stuff, and I think it was there for everybody to see. Anybody that knew anything about dressage could see that there's one of the great horses of the future. But today, um, you know, he had really too many mistakes, and his walk was very difficult because he was walking straight up towards the judges, and I don't know what he saw. Maybe it was a judge, maybe, <laughs> but it made him a little bit nervous and his walk got very difficult. So she just lost a few points, but, right. uh, you know, I know that she felt a little bit nervous. And can you imagine the pressure of being on the German team? Well, absolutely. You know, they, they're struggling to get back to that gold medal position and, you know, they're getting the horsepower to do it. You can see that. 
So I think, you know, that will certainly happen for that horse. It just wasn't his day to day. Well, great experience for him, obviously. He will go back has. a better horse than this, I'm sure of it. You know, I mean, he, he did get better as the test went on. And I think that is really the what we're looking for. You know, if the horse gets worse and worse sure. and you're having to retire, then you're in trouble. But actually, he got more and more relaxed as he went along. And he finished the test in a better way than he started. So that'll have been a good learning experience for him. Did you see the other German, Christoph Koschel, with Yeah, Don that's Haringer? also going to be great. Yeah. I mean, that was really nice to watch. Very they finished, round. I think, 72.63. Yeah, yeah. And so he, that was a good score is where they want to be, really. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good sort of silver medal type of ride. You right. can see that um, some very expressive movements. Just had a little bit of problems with one of the um, PS, but... Uh, again, a, a lovely. These are young horses, so sure. you know, really exciting for their team to have these coming along. And I thought he did a super job. Absolutely. Now, did you see anyone else, Catherine, or were you just busy preparing for your day? No, I usually actually don't watch when I compete in, uh, the day that I compete. Um, so I didn't. I only got to see our riders because that was important to be there to support them. Um, and we had the test rider, like I said, Pierre St. Jack, who did a great job. Right. And um, and then I watched Todd, who's a very close friend of mine. So right. So for you, Catherine, tomorrow is a, is a rest day. So you'll just work your horse lightly, will you, then, and come and cheer on Carl? Is that I, the deal? I will. Absolutely. <laughs> she <laughs> won't live to see the end of the day if she's not in her British outfit with her British flag. She can hide around the corner for all I care, but she will be wearing the right flag. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I mean, actually, it was... I mean, we've even double-barreled her name to make us sound British. So, you know, Bates and Chandler, that's so English. So there's no way she's escaping from that tomorrow. Yeah, I, I am going to come and watch tomorrow, though. I'll, I'll cheer everybody on, my friends, whether from whatever country they're from, but obviously we'll be hoping that the USA... Kicks Britain's ass. Dream yeah. <laughs> <Three> on, lady. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all to play for tomorrow, as I said, with the medals. We know that the Dutch have come in here as hot favourites, and we know we're going to see two really super, super tests tomorrow from them. The Germans, all the pressure's on them to stay in that position, you know, and stay with, within reach of that silver medal. But you guys, I think the British team, the American team, they're the ones who are going to be fighting for the bronze. What do you think the prospects are right now uh, of, of that? I mean, realistically, Carl, what, what are your expectations for the rest of the team and where you might finish tomorrow? I mean, well, who could say? I mean, yeah. listen, it depends on my ride. It depends on Laura's ride. It depends on the two American um, riders. I mean, they are. if you look at their scores, right. actually, over the last couple of years, right. uh, Tina's a, a new horse to me. I haven't really seen that before. I've only seen it um, on YouTube. But the scores that she's been getting in leaving, for instance, are very similar. And then you've got Ravel and Mistral's Horace. Mistral's Horace, you know, number three in the sure. world at the moment. Ravel, we haven't seen out for a while, so but he's looked great in his training. Yeah. And, you know, they are two top horses. So it's, I mean, literally, I can't think of anything closer than if Tina's horse or my horse go as well as they can go. And Ravel and Mistral, I mean, two of the best horses in the world, I mean, going against each other. You know, we also have Toast Lessons. Passable. I'm not forgetting those. They're also like that that top top group. But um, I can't. I honestly couldn't predict it. I mean, it will just depend on who gets a good night's sleep, yeah. <laughs> which horse is willing to go tomorrow at its best, and um, if if us riders can be as focused as we ever have been. I mean, this is a world championship. This is huge. Yeah. Um, and 
I can't think of anything closer. And I don't know how I'll end up, but I mean, if we're fourth, I'm out of here. And, um, <laughs> of course, I'm not. And I'll you have to buy the drinks, Catherine. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, we also have to remember one other thing. The top five teams qualify for the Olympics, so we do have a job to do, actually, apart from just, right. it's not just about winning medals. You know, our horses can only go as well as they can go, let's face it. So there's no good, you know, dreaming beyond, you know, possibilities. But, I mean, it would be nice to think that, you know, we still go well, we qualify for the Olympics, Obviously, they're in London. We want to be there. So do we. Yeah. So there is there is another job in hand here as well. Yeah. People often forget that, but of course, it's critical for each nation, and uh, and that's what it's all about tomorrow. Today, tomorrow, uh, we're going to take another short break, Carl, and hear from uh, our friends, and then when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what to what to expect, what your preparation will look like tomorrow, and. You know, and how Catherine's going to spend tomorrow with her horse, too, and uh, cheering on the rest. So don't go away. We're back in just a second. All horses have individual nutritional needs, and we know that meeting them can be challenging. It doesn't matter if you are a professional horseman or a weekend warrior. You want to provide the nutrition necessary for your horse to thrive. The experts at Kentucky Performance Products understand this and have developed supplements that target specific needs. KPP's products are formulated to complement today's feeds and safeguard against over-supplementation. Best of all, their supplements work. To choose the right KPP supplement for your horse, go to kppusa.com. Or to learn more about horse nutrition and interact with the experts at KPP, join their Facebook page. Just search for Kentucky Performance Products. Well, Carl, um, we've got another day of this competition. You are going to be in the tack early in the morning, I guess probably at dawn. What, what kind of preparation would you have on a day of competition? Being as experienced as you are, do you have a kind of a routine? Are you superstitious? Do you do anything special? Um, no, I'm suffering from jet lag. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is my first job. My first job will be able to get a good night's sleep. No, you didn't hear Catherine um, make excuses. No, because she's just come down the road. I mean, you know, it's fine for her. Um, uh, I haven't slept, been sleeping well, so I just want to try and get a good night's sleep. Um, I will... It's inevitable the day you're going to ride. You know, you your eyes will pop open all through the night as you start thinking about how to prepare. And I'm on at 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. I mean, I will get up, eat a light breakfast. <laughs> do you something exercise? Solid. Do, you um, do, you do you do any cross-training, Carl? No, I do running. Okay. I do running. I have been running this year. I don't normally, I must say. But <laughs> as I'm reaching an age where I can feel my middle growing, um, I've been trying to help myself get a little bit fitter. Um and I, like I said, I think the main thing is when I'm on, I'll be fine. So, I mean, my preparation will just be, I mean, bear in mind, I've got a 10-minute walk from the stables to the warm-up because this is, you know, this is quite a long way compared to any other show we've done. So I've got to tack on 10 minutes of walking to get down there. And, um, I mean, unfortunately for me, my trainer, um, Anna Van Ols, who's on the Danish team, has also been drawn rider number three, and she's actually two horses after me. So I'm trainerless tomorrow. So I'm I'm calling in the ranks of Ferdy. Ferdy's going to stand at one side, and the big one's going to stand at the other. Ferdy Alberg, of course, the father of Maria Alberg, is on the team. She went today, did a good job. And um, so I'm going to have a few little pixies dotted around the arena to um, just give me some, you know, just give me some points. 
conscious. I, I know what I'm doing, but I just obviously need a little bit of help with a little bit more of this. This is fine tuning now. That's what I'm right. Because when you I get to in. that stage, Carl, you know what you need to do with the horse and, and how much you can work him before he goes in the ring. Yeah, I do. But I mean, what what is missing if you don't have your help is just confidence, really. Yeah, he okay. looks great. No, that right. does, you know need a bit more of this, more forward, less of that. You know, and obviously my trainer would know my horse better. So, you know, we'll know exactly what's better. But I know um, Lenny, as I call him, Liebling, very well. So I'm just going to get my warm-up tips um, from from my team guys. And see, I had a good ride today with him and just ran through most of the movements of the test. I mean, basically, if I was at home, for instance, I would, you know, we don't really practice the test, obviously, very much, especially with the Hoyt's 13. So he's right. been competing Grand Prix for um, two, two years, three years even. So it's just a question. I mean, he had to arrive here just being fit, and I had to. I took the unusual step in the middle of this week of giving him a day off, much to the horror of some of my teammates. But I know that that's what he needs. He does not do a day's training and expect to be fresh for tomorrow. So he had Saturday as his uh, day off, and then um, he's worked obviously the last two days in preparation for tomorrow. Right, and, and of course the draw makes all the difference because either you have a day before Grand Prix or and the special, or you don't. Yeah. I mean, well, this is where my realism would step in, where I would say at this moment, you know, I'm quite simply here for the British team. That's what I've been focusing on. Right. The fact that I'll get a ride in a special if I did would be a bonus. And if I got to the music, it would be a huge bonus. So um, I'm quite here, simply here for the team. He will be a little bit tired if I got through to the special on Wednesday. But, um, you, you know, I need a good ride for the team. It's really for us in Great Britain, um, having a good team score is about funding. So, you know, if we come back with a good score, um, then, you know, it means we have funding for the next year, really. So, you know, individually, it's not so important. I mean, it would be great for rankings, obviously, but really it's the team that comes first. So Thursday's a day off anyway, so he, you know, I wouldn't work him on Thursday, for instance, even if I got through to Friday. So he will have a day off, and, and they actually fly home on Saturday. So it'll have been a busy, busy time. It's but a, It's a fast week. It is. It's it? a fast week. But it's also, this is it for the season. So, I mean, basically he'll come home, and, you know, he'll go out in the field for a, a few weeks just to really wind down and rest before he'll be built up again. Yeah, and Catherine, what about your horse now? Did he feel the atmosphere, by the way? Because there, there was a crowd there, even though they were on main, one side of the arena, mainly yeah. because of all the rain. Yeah. Riding in there, did he did, did he lift up to the occasion? Oh, I bit? think he's a bit of a showman, and he went in yeah. there, and he knew it was a big occasion, yeah. and he picked himself up, and uh, he felt great. I mean, it really was a positive thing for us to have all that. And just riding around with everybody cheering for you i've never really had that experience before and like carl said this is my first time doing that so um that was thrilling for me and him yeah i was going to say that that really must be because you could just hear the the, the crowds the home crowd yeah. cheering for the home team and that that was must have been a wonderful feeling when that happened no it's amazing and so many of my friends and family my mother flew over uh from europe to be here and um my England. father came from England. From England. <laughs> the English Sorry, mother came to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and my father came here and uh, so many of my friends um, have spent a lot of money coming here to watch me, which I really appreciate. And then everybody else, the home crowd, it was fantastic. So what for you tomorrow? What, what will you do with your horse? Um, I don't want to overwork him. I'm going to have to, as we've done the same thing, pretty much we've really focused on the Grand Prix. Obviously, we're here for the team. 
Uh, we're also trying to qualify, make sure we qualify for the Olympics. Um, so that's been a huge focus. We honestly haven't really touched on the Grand Prix Special since I did the trials um, in Gladstone. So we're going to run through a little bits and pieces of that, but I do not want to overwork him. Um, I want to make sure he's nice and fresh and happy and, and still wanting to work. All right. Tell us about your groom, because we mentioned your groom on the show when you were on before. Tell us who your groom is. Oh, no, I hate that word, groom. <laughs> uh, and so does he. <laughs> my groom is my husband, uh, Carl Chandler, and, uh, and he's just an amazing support for me. Um, it's interesting because I did grooming for so long, and now he's a groom, um, so we do butt heads occasionally. Um, but he's just fantastic. I mean, he's he's taken all the pressure off me worrying about the horse. I know the horse is well cared for, and the horse looks fantastic. He's healthy and got a shiny coat, and he's happy. Um, and that makes all the difference. I know I can just walk in, I put the bridle on, and off we go. Terrific. All right. Well, Carl, um, we better let you go shortly because you probably want an early night, don't you? Um, yes, please. I'm getting used to the diners. So I've done all the diners in, where am I saying? Georgetown. So yeah, I've done all the diners in Georgetown. But it's interesting. I think what's really nice for people that might listen to this is because I know a lot of people obviously think dressage is elitist. But I mean, this is such a good story with Catherine, you know, who has yeah. learned so hard for years being a groom. Although she doesn't like that word, her husband's now doing the. We need to rename it. Crew, it? Uh, yeah, the crew management. The crew. <laughs> and I was a groom. You know, I mean, yeah. I come from being a groom as well. Yeah, me and too. I think a lot of people think that you know, dressage riders mainly just have um, a lot of money and just um, off they go and they don't do any work and they haven't worked their way up or they just hop on a horse at the end. And that's obviously not the case with a lot of riders here as well. And even if you are lucky enough to buy yourself a really good horse, you've still got to ride it. And that is, in some ways, that's even more difficult than, um, you know, just bringing them on all the way through. Of course, you know them better. But, sure. you know, getting on these horses that um, yeah. somebody else is training is, is equally difficult. But I think it's really maybe quite inspirational for some people who might be out there now being grooms, yeah. you know, uh, talented riders. Right. And um, it's nice to know that, you know, they can keep working and maybe get the rides themselves one day as well. Anything is possible. And, Catherine, I'm sure you want to mention not only your number one crew, um, but also your owner and the guy behind your success. I have, we have to mention our friend Robert. Dover. Yes, yes, Robert, which has been so great. Oh, sorry, that's Carl Hester. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, for God's sake, take the credit away from Robert. We will not live in it. Robert, who uh, is here coaching the Canadian team, um, but at least he's here, and it's been fabulous to be able to look over. He came and watched my test, and he cried, and he cried <laughs> which was uh, it's just been lovely having him here. And um, my owner, Jane Clark, is here, um, who owns, she's the first owner to have horses in all three disciplines, in um, dressage, in show jumping, and in driving, uh, which is really special, and she's an incredible support. She's Nobody could ask for a, a, a better owner than her. She's a friend. And she knows when to be there and when to leave, and she's just amazing. Well, we also want to extend our thanks to Jane Clark. As you rightly say, Catherine, she's been a wonderful supporter yeah, to equestrian support. sport in this country Absolutely. and enabled you to make your way onto the team, your yep. team debut here yep. at the World Equestrian Games uh, 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 for the first time uh, in the in America as well. It, it, it's a it's really a bit of a dream come true as well. Absolutely. It's it's a fairy tale, isn't it? Absolutely, Yours. it is. 
sometimes I can't believe it's really happening. Honestly, <laughs> I know people say that, but it's uh, it's honestly, I I'm I'm in awe of the whole situation. Well, so. without those owners, as you know well, know Carl, you've Absolutely. ridden horses for a lot of different people. Yeah, they make it happen oh, for you. Listen, I mean, you know, if you if you are like Catherine, where you come from, nothing, and you know, or your parents can't support you in this expensive equestrian world um you know we very much rely on the owners and like Catherine said with jane who's a wonderful person i know jane as well and she is such it's so lovely to see a friendship as well as an ownership sure and um you know i certainly like to think of my owners like that as well as being uh, owners um you know they are friends so it it can really be shared the experience if you do it if you do it the right way i mean i think just going out there and expecting somebody just to buy you a horse and you take it and you do your own thing is just not going to work. You know that that doesn't happen for people. No. But I mean, you know, being in a in a in a it's like a family, which is what it turns into. You can really enjoy the experience. Everybody very much together. So who who's your personal support crew? Who do you have here? Uh, well, I have my friend Jane, who's actually, I, you know, I'm from a little island called Sark in the Channel Islands, yes. and um, which we've talked about before. And Jane is also from one of my small neighbouring islands. And she was, when I first rode for Dr. Bechtelsheimer, because, again, another funny story, you know, here's Laura. I'm on a team now with Laura. Yeah. And I rode for Dr. B 20 years ago. And Jane was my groom um, 20 years ago. And now Jane is a big PA to a, a financial guy in England, and she does a lot of um, work here now. She's moved on, and that's how she went. And so she tends to come to all these shows with me and my father's wife. So we have two Hesters on the showground, which is quite <laughs> nice for me to know. Um, and it's just, you know, you don't need many, you don't need to have crowds of people around you. It's just nice to have a couple of people that have come over. I mean, obviously, for us coming from this huge expense. And, um, sure. you know, that just to have them here that we can just have quiet moments and share it if things go wrong and uh, enjoy it when things yeah. go right. But the British team that comes out here is huge. Yeah. You know, we have a massive support group. It's not just the other riders. So, I mean, you know, UK Sports send out our nutritionists, our, our fitness guys, our blacksmiths, our vets, our doctors. I mean, we have a massive contingent here. So um, I don't think any of us will ever be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may feel a bit lonely until you get on when you get on your horse tomorrow. But you'll be so focused once you get out there, Carl. Uh, you do your strut your stuff, and uh, we're looking forward to watching you. Want to wish you the very best of luck, Carl. I know it's going to be fun to see you out there, and I, I think I'm going to have a camera on Catherine's expression <laughs> while you arrive. Tears of joy as it emotions. goes wrong. <laughs> mixed emotions. Wailing if it goes right, <laughs> tears of joy if it goes wrong. Well, a big heartfelt congratulations, Thank Catherine, you. to you. You know, a terrific job in your Thank debut you. on the team. Thank well you. done. Enjoy the rest of the game. Uh, whatever happens, enjoy, and enjoy the rest of it. The weather's going to brighten up, I believe. We're going to have maybe a little bit more rain for day two of the Grand Prix dressage. Not too much. And then it's going to be sunshine all the way. Carl, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for having me. Lovely to have you. And uh, best of luck, as I said, both of you guys. And you will come back and see us, I think, after wig, when the dust has settled and you guys are, um, you know, got your arm around each other again. No matter what happens with the medals, you'll come back and talk to us. That'd be lovely. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Well, that wraps it up for uh, day one of Dressage at the Kentucky Horse Park for the Arctic FBI World Equestrian Game. I will be back tomorrow with day two, yet more guests here on the show, and we're looking forward to bringing you all the action here as we decide on the medals for the team 
World Championships here from the Kentucky Horse Park. So thank you all around the world for listening. This is Chris Stafford, and we'll be back tomorrow. You can find our show notes at dressageradio.com. You can visit us on Facebook. We have a fan page there. Or follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio and Chris E. Stafford. You can send me an email at chris at horseradionetwork.com or leave us a voicemail at 270-803-0025. Our thanks again to all our sponsors here and our backstage crew. 